I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's going on, everybody? My name is Josh. Welcome to the Barca Blog Honest Podcast. Hope everyone is having a good week. Uh, my week's been all right. I have a couple of sick kids. Thankfully, it's not COVID-related. Uh, other than that, just staying home, staying safe, waiting for the chance to get a vaccine, which in the United States, <laughs> you know, you know, it's just not great. Um, Barcelona. So it's been a good week and a half for uh, for Barcelona, I would say. Um Though, and we're going to talk about the financial news later. So let's just get in. Let's just get right into some of the news items before we hit that. So the Barcelona presidential elections are taking place on February 5th. Um, or I'm sorry, March 7th. Uh, Juan Laporte, Victor Font, and Tony Frexka. I don't know if I'm pronouncing the last one correctly. Those are the f- three favorites. I think Laporte is still, Laporta is still probably the favorites. Yeah, he has the most signatures. Um, the, and what plays into this too, right, is the club is reporting, you know, debts of over a billion, uh, which we'll talk about later. So the presidential election is, and I I think it's important just to kind of set the context for this every time we talk about the presidential election, uh, couldn't be happening at a, happening at a more consequence, consequential time, uh, with Lionel Messi, Lionel Messi still struggling to, I don't know. Things just still don't seem right, despite his play, and we'll talk about him a little bit later on in more detail. He's been playing great lately. Nevertheless, the main concern is keeping Lionel Messi this summer. Um, I think the concerns about the managerial status of Ronald Koeman, potentially Xavi, those aren't as important. Uh, obviously, they're they're still relevant, but if you have Lionel Messi, you I mean you just have a chance. Uh, there's just no there's no getting around that. So. I don't know who Messi favorites as the Barcelona president. I don't know if it necessarily matters. I don't know if he cares. I just, he just did not like Bartomeu and whoever this next president is, their ability to kind of take, I don't even know if take like direction from Messi is the right, th- like right way to frame this conversation because I don't think he's as influential of a person on the team's direction as like a LeBron James. Like, I don't think he has, I don't think he has as much of a say due to his own kind of laid back nature. I'm not really sure. That could just be speculation. I think once he leaves the club, there'll be a lot of hindsight. 
whether that's through retirement or whether that's the summer. So obviously the presidential elections play a huge role in that. That will not be cited, decided for another month. Uh, that will be decided three days before Barcelona's second leg in PSG, which, uh, oh boy, what a week. Uh, that's the second bit of news. So Ansu Fati could be back for the PSG away match. Uh, the first leg is in a couple weeks on February 16th at the Camp Nou. Uh, does not seem likely that he will be available for that match. The second leg is a month later on March 10th, like we just talked about. It does seem like he will be available for that. So the Barcelona bankruptcy story. So they are apparently $1.173 billion in debt. $730 million of that is said to be due in the short term. $266 million is due before July 30th. And I'm, I'm quoting this directly from the story on our sites. Uh, the wage bill reportedly occupies 74% of the club's total income, which is above the league limit of 70%, or I guess reven- or, yeah, um, the club's total expenses, uh, which is above the league limit of 70%. Revenues for the 18-19 stood at $990 million. They fell to 855 last year, which actually isn't like, if you told me, 990 to 855 with the coronavirus pandemic that's actually like not it's not horrible um expenses barely reduced going from 973 million to 955 million so that puts them at a you know a debt of 100 million for last year for the current fiscal year barcelona projects to have revenues of 828 million against a expense bill of 796 so that you know they recover about thirty million of that. Um, listen, I uh, I live in a country, and I think a lot of us do, where uh, debt is just something that is expected. One point one seven three billion in debt is definitely uh, that's something. That's that's really something, and I wonder what the short term means. If the long term or the opposite of that is that two hundred eight sixty six million that's due before July thirtieth. I guess the short term's like before the summer, like before the season ends, perhaps. Either way, uh, crazy times. Um, the more kind of, not hindsight because we're still in the middle of it, but kind of the more retrospective looks we have at what um, last March through like August looked like for a lot of clubs, Barcelona were one of the most heavily impacted. And I, I don't mean heavily impacted in like a, like there were some like lower you know lower tier clubs that had to shut down literally uh, in some of the lower leagues. So I'm not saying like the impact wasn't isn't comparable to what those clubs had to go through, but on a scale perspective, kind of amongst the larger clubs in Europe, they were one of the most affected. And how how they continue to adapt and recover like that wage bill thing's crazy. Uh, 74% is just, and you know, this information could have been out there before. Like I actually think it was, um, but I guess I just never knew that they were above like almost three quarters of their expenses is a wage bill. And it makes sense, um, when you're a club like Barcelona, like, and maybe the information's out there too, but it makes me curious as to what like Real Madrid and Bayern Munich's are, um, Manchester city, Liverpool clubs like that. So, match recaps. Uh, the important things. PSG, 16. Well, I guess today is January 28th. So, about 18, 19 days till we play PSG. Uh, that's what everything's building towards. And that's where this run of good Barcelona form is encouraging. 
Uh, still not, you know, all the way confident heading into that match, but, you know, we can, I guess we can take heart in some of the recent performances from Barcelona specifically. Uh, they are still 10 points back in La Liga with Atletico having a game in hand, despite playing really well in La Liga recently, or I shouldn't say really well, but like very consistently in La Liga, which I guess is really well for Barcelona these days. They won 2-0 over. <sighs> Listen, I've been doing this for a while. I still can't pronounce half the names. Elche? I think, either way, uh, defensive mistakes were still there. Like, they still don't look all the way confident on the defensive side of the ball. Um, it helps that Mark andre Ter Stegen is um, such a great goalkeeper. Um, I think one of the... I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. One of the most encouraging things from this run of recent games has been Frankie de Jong. Uh, he was excellent in the Copa del Rey. He's excellent in La Liga. He just looks great. And I think his his current form is what makes me feel good. Like him and Lionel Messi, their current form heading into the PSG match uh, is the most encouraging thing. Like I think if you have those two guys playing well, Ter Stegen playing well, you give yourself a chance. And I still wouldn't put money on Barcelona, but uh, I felt I feel better about Barcelona today than I did you know, a month ago. And that's a good thing, right? Like that, that's all you can ask for. The defensive stuff is still very discouraging because PSG can put up goals in a hurry. But again, if Messi and Frankie are cooking and the players around them aren't playing horrible, then that makes me feel, that makes me feel somewhat confident. Uh, the Copa del Rey, they won 2-1 over uh, Royo Vallejo. <laughs> I just, I figure if I say it fast, it sounds closer, you know? Um, they're into the Copa quarters. Uh, listen, I got a little flack a couple weeks ago when I recorded a podcast asking if the Spanish Super Cup mattered. The Copa del Rey is clearly more important than the Spanish Super Cup. I still just like, you know, I don't know. I feel like right now it's good that Barcelona are getting some extra run, uh, rotations happening. You know, Kuman's getting to play with different players, getting to figure out what works for him in certain situations. That's good. <clears throat> Excuse me. Reps, 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 right? That's what Barcelona need right now. I'm going to take a drink of water. Hang on. And I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm all that excited about Barcelona continuing Copa play into March or into February and March, especially if it looks like they're going to advance to the Champions League, which is still a very big if, right? There's a lot of time between February and March. And I think this extra Copa play, I think in years past, I would have said, like, I've always been a guy that was like, you know, I get the domestic cups have this historical significance, but like if you have a chance to win the Champions League, a chance to win your domestic league, chalk it. Just like forget about it. Uh, but I think right now for Barcelona, the Copa play is actually being helpful. Like despite the fact they're struggling in a lot of these matches, I think the extra run of play for Kuman and this team, as long as he's doing a good job of rotating, which I think he's doing a decent job so far, is a good thing. Um, so yeah, Barcelona are in a good state right now. Uh, I think financially and the, the, the future outlook of the club is very much in question. 
uh, with the debt we talked about earlier, Lionel Messi, the presidential elections, like all that's up in the air, all of that's concerning. But for their play on the pitch, I would feel encouraged. I, I do feel encouraged right now with what I'm seeing. Uh, it's not a Messi, Neymar, Suarez, you know, 2015 era level of confidence. But I still feel good. And uh, I think that's all you can ask for right now. So hope you enjoyed listening. Thank you for checking out the podcast. Be sure to subscribe if you have not already. And uh, yeah, stay safe, take care of each other. And I will talk to you all next time. Thanks. Thanks.